1: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Samuel Telford. Yeah, hey, what's up? Samuel, tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what you do professionally or what you're interested in. All
0: right. Um, well, a little bit about myself. I was born in Australia. You can probably tell by the accent, but I spent uh, a large part of my childhood in the UK. Um, moved back when I was 18. Um, I actually spent most of my life with an English accent, but I uh, got really drunk one time fell and hit my head, had a seizure and woke up and spoke with an accent uh, since then. So it's like, wait, hold on a second.
1: You're telling me foreign accent syndrome.
0: Yeah, something like that. But uh, it's like my brain was just like, hang on, he's never been abroad so
1: (laughs) i i want to believe you so much but at the same time like it's such a rare case that that has actually ever happened i've only known like a few people like one woman that uh was from england that woke up and was speaking with like a chinese accent
0: yeah yeah i've heard that story yeah um a friend of mine claims he had it too he's uh diabetic and he went into a diabetic coma because he ran out of insulin one time and uh, he claims he woke up speaking like fluent chinese Uh, i'm sorry japanese but um yeah, I'm not sure I believe that one. Was he speaking
1: um, fluent Japanese or was he having it with like a Japanese like cadence to the way he talks? Like the way you're talking now, it sounds like you're from the UK, but you're from Australia. Yeah, but yeah. when you're listening to something, like when you listen to this woman, this English woman that hit her head and she woke up speaking with a Chinese accent, she goes... Yeah. I have not remember my, and she would have that accent like that, but there was no language being spoken. I was like, imagine if you hit your head, then it's like if you turn on subtitles on the TV and you are completely flip-flopped, like you're speaking fluent Spanish. I would have done so much better in my job when I used to work at the hotel if I would have spoke some Spanish. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, he he reckons um, he... Yeah, he just uh, woke up in hospital and was speaking fluent Japanese. I say fluent, like it would have been, you know, broken because he was learning it in school. And that's how he, that's how he Oh,
1: his brain connected. Yeah, so
0: his brain connected to what he'd learned at school. And that's the only reason that they knew he was speaking Japanese. Like there wasn't a Japanese doctor or anything. Like his sister had taken the same class the year before. Um, So she was like, oh, I know
1: some of these words. He's speaking Japanese. Was Um, it weird for your family that the fact that you had like a kind of a shift in the way you talked?
0: um i don't know i've never actually thought to ask that question eh?
1: like you never thought uh, to ask mom like
0: no like
1: is it weird i'm um, speaking a whole different language now like i don't sound anything like the one you know yeah
0: like i guess i I, yeah it never really crossed my mind because when we moved over to the uk my um both my older brothers stayed so she was always like skyping them and used to the australian accent still being like in her ears kind of thing so i guess for for her, it would have just been, you know, another um, fully grown son of hers. That's finally, you know, deep voice. It's just yeah. all the same sort of thing going in and out, same years. So.
1: I, I just picture you as like a little kid, and then you know when they yeah. had the telephone, like the landlines inside the house. So like, yeah. you're used to answering it, like, "Hello, this is the," and then you like say your last yeah. name, and then say the residence, and like then you start picking it up, and it's just completely different. Like, did they get a butler? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we weren't allowed near the phone much, but yeah, it was pretty much it was just you know, hello, hello. And so, t- it, so yeah. When, I mean, even what? when it comes to uh, the like foreign accents, man, I got so many questions on this one, dude. Oh, I did. Yeah. A, I did a podcast on this where me, and my buddy, went and did accents the whole entire time through the length of the podcast, and I'm like, you can easily tell if someone actually suffers from it or if someone actually like is just messing around because it's hard to keep that up. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's, and it was so interesting too because the reason I say that is because when I was watching the foreign accent syndrome thing, kind of, it was a documentary that they had. Um, these people like they would try so hard to get these people to slip up like try and go back to their old way of speaking and it didn't happen it was just like that it to them this is all they knew like they knew what yeah, they exactly. spoke before and i was like damn imagine if i woke up and i was speaking a different like yeah. had a different accent like i wouldn't have my soft soothing voice
0: yeah <laughs> well i'm not sure like i'm not sure why it happened to me but um i did find out because i from Uh, I hit my head a few more times after that, Um, again, drinking. Like we Um, all do,
1: I get it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, I'd just turned 18 um, and I, you know, grew up in a religious household, so I wasn't drinking when I was at home with my parents and then I moved overseas and, you know, left the, flew the coop, so to speak, and moved in with my brother. And so I was just like, well, free agent, I can drink now. And just, yeah, kept making mistakes, kept, you know, getting
1: too blitzed and falling over um i do have to ask though does this go into the conspiracy thing is i feel like that's what it was like you just you, you also picked up a amazing hobby for conspiracies come on now
0: um i don't know like i've always i've always um sort of believed in ghosts like um so that sort of like um otherworldly sort of thing has always been on my mind and i've you know i love alien films um you know like my one of my favorite films growing up was et um spielberg is a huge like um huge favorite of mine so any film he's done i've watched um and just uh recently i've gotten into um podcasts and stuff and so obviously naturally the first thing i went to was um you know conspiracy theories and things like that and um
1: well plug your podcast name in there
0: Put the, oh okay so um yeah my partner summer and i we um we've just started a podcast we're actually uploading our uh, fourth episode this wednesday uh, our podcast is called Campfire Conspiracies, um, aptly named because that's what we talk about. And the way that our podcast works is each uh, each fortnight, each every two weeks, we upload on a Wednesday and both of us will be talking about the same topic, but a different story in that topic. So if it's cryptids, one of us will be talking about Mothman, the other one will be talking about Bigfoot or whatever. We'll be talking about a specific story or just angling it to make it sound better than the other person's story. And so the way that we, so we've, we've kind of turned it into a bit of a game. So um, the listener is involved and at the end of the episode, they vote in the comments or through email or whatever way they want to listen and and vote. Um, And the person at the end of the season, which is after six episodes, um, the person with the least amount of um, like, so we do it like a tally and the person with the least amount of uh, points uh, has to do a um, whatever the the winner says. So in, uh, for instance, this this um, uh, the punishment for whoever should lose, hopefully it's summer. Um, the The punishment is um, the winner gets to dye and cut uh, the loser's hair however they want to. Um, and uh, I like my hair. I like to choose what color I' dye my hair.
1: I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to, don't want to lose it. So don't do what I did. The only reason my haircut looks like this is because, I mean, we've been on lockdown for so long. Everything's closed. So I've been wearing a hat so much. I'm like, I'm tired of wearing this hat. And uh, I was watching a Napoleon dynamite. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was the part where Pedro is shaving his head. And I just looked at it, and my buddy's watching me. He goes, don't get any ideas. I'm like, I could easily do that. And he goes, dude, I know you want a haircut, (laughs) but don't do it. I'm like, you got any shaving things? He goes, no, man, seriously. I'm like, just get the clippers out. He pulls the clippers out. I'm like, watch this. I go, (laughs) right off to the right. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) shit, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, dude, just do the other, just keep going. So I go and go, (laughs) one more time and i'm like yeah dude i really don't want to do this anymore and i just put it down and walk away and i'm sitting on his couch and he's like half your fucking head shaven i was like yeah <laughs> he goes are you gonna leave it like that i'm like i can start a style he's like no you can't and he's like dude you're in too deep just go back in there i'm like oh god it's like the whole time i'm going through it i'm like well you know what and i put a hat on he goes see it looks good with a hat dude and i'm like that's not the point of a haircut
0: yeah, yeah. Like you cut it to make it look good on its own, so you don't have to accessorize with a hat. I got I mean, a beanie on right now because I just had a shower and my fringe just falls over my eyes. So I'm like, if I'm gonna be, you know, looking at someone on on the computer screen, I don't want to be, you know, having to flick the curtains out of the way. So.
1: Exactly, and it's it's pretty funny because like I used to wear a beanie all the time and before this uh, haircut. I'll still wear it now, but like you notice that uh, I started wearing it so much, like I would be smelling a bit i put deodorant on i know i did and then like you know you smell your hat you're like oh whoa whoa yeah yeah it's the yeah it's the sweat from your hair just getting locked up and everything it's not 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 a good smell so now out of all the topics that you and summer talk about which ones are your favorite when we come maybe about conspiracies ufos i guess that kind of leans into the cryptids a little bit or do you steer away from them oh uh.
0: Summer's more the more the cryptids.
1: She um, is a huge
0: uh, cryptid fan, um, especially it's Loch Ness. It. Loch Ness is her her uh, her cup of tea, so to speak. Mine, um, I'm definitely more
1: into ghosts and aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer that aliens are real. Um, yeah, and, we did we didn't we just find out not even like a week ago that there was proof yeah, of aliens. there was proof nobody of gave a shit.
0: Yeah, because. Yeah, no one wants to. No one wants to hear about it. They just want to hear about a cure for this COVID thing. So Dude, I, think I explained they this
1: was... for so freaking long about yeah. that the government will release information when people are like scared or nervous just to get attention off them. Oh, exactly. And like yeah. all these people are freaking out over COVID, and then the government's like, "Yo, this is it. We've been waiting yeah. for it, and threw it right on the table." And all of us were just like, "Nope," slapped it right off the table, yeah. and want exactly. to immediately COVID.
0: It's just like we don't want to hear this would we'll give us a cure. Now we'll talk about this later. And then, you know, we'll get the cure. And then people have forgotten about it. But the thing is like, I'm pretty sure, and I haven't looked into this, um, cause I haven't at the time, but, um, the stuff that they're releasing now, I'm pretty sure Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 has already said, you know, this is, this has happened. This is like the, the videos, the footage and stuff that they have released and confirmed. Tom DeLong has been working in the background on his um, "To the Stars" media thing. Um, has been saying the same sort of thing and been using similar footage, if not the same footage, saying that um, you know aliens real. Like Tom delong has been on the game, on the ball since like before he started Blink One Eighty Two um, back in like ninety two, I think it was. And um, the fact that you know, like mainstream media is only just catching onto it now is kind of
1: you know like. Get your shit together. What are you doing? But well, it's like for so long though, aliens have been an idea and have been a thought, and we've always wanted to explore the worlds. So I mean, we got to look at presidents that have said and hinted at there being a another being out there or another force or something like Ronald Reagan establishing um, the Center for Existential Risk, which was the whole idea of like monitoring, like you know, I, it went under a false name as like the the Cancer Study um, Center. Uh,
0: oh yeah they they never give you a direct a a direct title it's always under something else like
1: um, that was the whole idea though was to look for aliens monitor any space activity to see if we can do this and i was talking um a while back a long time ago to a radio astrologer or astronomy person um his name was heistet grobler and he was in uh he? he was in iceland he was trying to talk to me about the power of a frequency and the way that we use these giant satellites that you would see like in an incredible Hulk movie, those giant military ones to be able to find yeah. messages and signals out in space. And he talked about a few that we have picked up that we weren't able to explain. What were those things? And it brings into a greater question. Are we yeah. alone? And as yeah. we're finding out now, our hunches were right.
0: Oh yeah. Like, So many people have been labeled as, um, you know, freaks and, and crazy people because of the stuff that they're saying. And you've got to sift through the bullshit as with anything really in life. But I, you know, it, you'd be, there's a certain level of naivety to the people that don't believe that we're alone. Like you can't go through life and, you know, I mean, even within our solar system, even if there's no one else, nothing else out there in the solar system, you can't look up at the stars and not just think because each one of those stars is a sun and each one of those suns has another is a you know the home to another solar system so there's got to be life on one of those billions upon billions of stars and it's just yeah it just it boggles my mind that people can be so naive to what you know the truth is like what's actually out there and it's also really hard it.
1: to believe though because they got to think man i mean even with the information and proof if it's not dead center in front of their face i mean yeah we've been brainwashed ourselves just that's the thing yeah media like video games for instance destroy all humans like if you're telling me that might exist somewhere, I'm not going to believe you until it's dead staring me in my face. I mean, I don't know in that game, how many hippies bodies I went into just to be able to throw their hippies around and pile them up on top of each other. Like, you know, that idea and, and, especially the way media has taken it, where if you think of this type of stuff, you think of conspiracy theories, immediately think of a tinfoil hat. Like, you know, yeah. oh, you're outside without your tinfoil hat, Bob. I was abducted. They took my tinfoil hat. It's like, yeah. man, I don't know about that. And it's hard too, because, you know, you do come to some areas, you come to some accounts. I mean, have you done any research on the, the UFOs or aliens, like actual accounts, like eyewitness people that said they were abducted? Um, not as of yet, we're kind of just um doing. Just I'll save you some up. time. They're pretty yeah. freaking nuts, man. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> they're not normal. Like one dude's no. like, I, he, there was a beaver, and they used this beaver's tail to extort me with many multiple variations of ways. And I'm like, yeah, man, I think you need help, man. I, I do. Yeah. I do well.
0: That's what it's you know. It's like what I said. You got to sift through the bullshit. Like a lot of them are honestly just crazy people you know that should be committed to some sort of asylum um they just want to get their five seconds of fame or whatever you know there's some underlying thing going on
1: or maybe we're all crazy
0: or maybe we're all crazy and they're the ones that are seeing sense you know it's there's two sides to every coin right so you never know but um
1: yeah like there's just there's there's something out there whatever it is well what Um, makes you so skeptical upon it because i'm an open-minded person actually um my buddy robert solomon uh he's the host of this podcast called um uncanny earth and uh he likes he when, when i first met him he came on he was telling me i believe we all come from mars and i'm sitting there thinking like hmm I probably was a hundred episodes in at this point. So I never have ever had anybody come at me with that type of thinking and, or just that topic in general. And I asked him, I was like, what do you mean we come from Mars? He's like, hear me out. If asteroids hit things like planets in outer space, imagine a giant asteroid hitting Mars and particles from Mars floating off and landing into our atmosphere and creating these things that we grew from. So technically we're all from Mars. I'm like, whoa like i started thinking deeper on it that could be a possibility he used to say we don't come from some leftover material that was in outer space or some bacteria form that somehow when it reached this atmosphere we change into something
0: yeah i mean in mars alone there's so many uh conspiracies that you could go on so many different ways that we could say that we came from mars whether it was that we depleted the earth the the mars resources on mars like we're doing now on this earth like on this planet and so we, you know, adapted, we moved, or, you know, like our ancestors adapted and moved to a different planet in the solar system that they could, you know, live on uh, habitually and um, grow from. And then, but they don't learn from the mistakes and do the same sort of thing. And now, you know, who's to say 300, 400 million years, or even sooner maybe, um, our, um, you know, our um, descendants we'll have to do the same thing, you know, because it's just, it's entirely possible. Like some of the um, study that they've done on Mars, some of the earth and stuff, uh, or, uh, can you call it earth? I don't know. The the um, organics and things that they found on there are similar to what is on earth. So uh, your buddy's theory is entirely possible. And um, they actually used some of that to, um make it so that you could uh, to theoretically live on Mars I watched a, a video uh, a few months back of uh, NASA really uh, released a competition for people to make um, uh, sort of like biodomes um, or like the, the, the different like science programs of universities and colleges and stuff like that uh, and the winner got a uh, x amount of money I can't remember the prize or whatever but there was a um, I can't remember what country it was but there was a university that had created one. It was they'd three D printed this building out of um, the same sort of um, uh, bio organic material that they'd found that you could find on Mars. Um, space rock and space rock. Yeah, some sort of some sort of space rock that was similar um, and almost like entirely the same to um, materials that you find over here uh, on this country uh, on this planet. And it was literally just like, it was almost like a beehive. It was just a, a big, like, it looked like a curved, you know, pile of shit essentially, but it was hollow. Um, and, you know, it had oxygen, oxid- you could put oxygen in it and everything. Um, and it was easy to uh, easy to make because it's just 3D printed. All you'd have to do is sh- um, fly them, fly the 3D printers to Mars. Um, and it would take a while, obviously, because you've got to harvest the materials from mars and build them but it was you know something that you could see happening 500 years from now something that you could you could build and like 500 years from now that idea could either be scrapped or adapted and by then the 3d printing is even faster
1: um well when it brings this all to light too is like people are sitting there saying like how can we have something that could can- you know, be able to sustain on another planet, whatever you want to say, but I've talked to a space ecologist. So I know that's an actual job out there learning how to grow biological life on a planet that might not be able to have suitable conditions like earth. I mean, it, it, if that's a thing then you got to think we're working on something that's coming up but what have you found just through if you're interested in aliens the most out of like the conspiracies batch what do you find through your research that has been the most i guess proof to you that makes you still believe so much into it even like i mean we can all fantasize the idea i like to think that we're dealing with maybe like if you ever seen the movie paul like those aliens yeah. the ones that like yeah. want to like drink and party and just have fun like yeah. that'd be awesome but i mean the scariest one i could think of is like if we're dealing with like prometheus where those yeah giant creatures and stuff i'm like i'm good man i mean i'll take predator over that
0: i reckon i mean like it's entirely it's entirely possible that the aliens so to speak are just some sort of like uh um literally an alien that you find on the tip of your finger. Just some sort of um alien material that um infiltrates the uh the atmosphere and just settles itself upon because you find weird things in like the Amazon rainforest, you find weird things in the deepest depths of the ocean. Um and there's no um you know solid proof that it's Earth that created those 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 animals, those like plants, things like that. So it could honestly just be some random thing like that, but I like to think that it is um, a humanoid sort of, um, you know, living creature. Um, and I mean, if you look back, um, you can you can talk about um, uh, evolution, things like that, about how you know we came from apes and things like that. But you got like Neanderthals and things like that. There's you know, sort of ways that you haven't quite bridged the gap into, like, how we got rid of that that sort of, like, arched brow. You know, who's to say that an alien didn't come down? Like in that scene in Paul and, um, you know, sleep with a Neanderthal and that's what we are the product of. Like, there's plenty of different uh, theories that I like and I don't think I've really been, like, dead set on a single
1: one. I like that one the best, I think. That's way better than yeah. Independence Day where someone just flies over yeah. the White House and then we yell die or Will Smith right. has to save yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, Will Smith's getting up there. I don't think he's gonna be able to do that a whole lot longer. No, no. He'll have to get his uh on screen son to do it.
0: And uh, we know how that film went and that wasn't <laughs> it wasn't anywhere as good as the first, so
1: after Earth, you mean after box office. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even when we yeah. talk about like, what's so interesting about conspiracies too, is that I remember going to a thrift store and I actually had to pull this sucker out, but freaking the this book says the great American conspiracies. So oh, yeah. when it comes to Australian conspiracies, what have you either talked about or what have you wanted to talk about that's on there? Because from like conspiracy theories, the most I know is like the JFK assassination. Um, yeah how that was kind of, you know, seemed like a lie. The Marilyn Monroe incident too, where she apparently, you know, she was drug overdosed. It seemed like she was killed. Um, yeah. A lot of shady stuff that happens uh, through our history and stuff. Did we land on the moon? It seems to be the biggest one. And that's honestly yeah. the one I find the most problems with. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you actually segued onto that. Cause I'd sort
0: of like prepared a little uh, dot points about one of my favorite um australian grown conspiracies Um, but first do you know what the capital city of australia is a lot of people get this wrong so don't feel bad if you get it wrong i'm guessing it's not melbourne no it's not melbourne a lot of people guess sydney because that's like the most famous because you know you got the opera house you got the big bridge Um, it's actually canberra it's a place that not many people know of like australians don't even give a shit that it exists it's where parliament house is and everything like that Um, so Canberra was actually um, like the city itself wasn't even built to the 1900s. Um, And to build the city, they held a competition and architectures from like all over the uh, architects all from all over the world uh, did this competition. They entered with like city plans and things like that. And it was actually an American that won the competition. And um, there's a conspiracy that um, the design of the city's uh, landscape and everything all like the city planning and stuff uh has an occult origin so um so like not to be confused with like cults or anything like that it's like things like uh freemasonry and and uh um what was the other one uh the kabbalah and um, so they're they're like those is that you're talking about is that the like so the freemasons
1: yeah so the guy that uh so the guy that um made this those are cults they might be a cult, yeah. but those are freaking cults. There's, <laughs> I have Freemasons in my town, bro. There are firefighters down here. Every single one of them is a Freemason. They have the ring and everything. I'm like, isn't yeah, it yeah, this yeah. like some Illuminati stuff that everybody's kind of should be afraid of, but we're just acting like this is just to get together to have like mac and cheese after like yeah. a fire or something like this isn't fun at all. Yeah. Maybe you guys are intentionally burning the buildings. Is that what the Freemasons yeah. are doing? Because honestly, when a fire breaks out, you guys are pretty damn quick right here.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, a lot of the, like a lot of the different designs have been attributed to or like, uh, theorized to be, um, sort of like places that are um, paying homage to different um, different occults. So you've got the Freemasons, uh, you've even got the Illuminati, and you've got the Kabbalah. Um, so the man, his name was Walter Burley Griffin. Um, and Hold he, on a second. That is a manly name. It is, right? <laughs> Three long names. I've got four names. I've got two middle names and I hate them. Um, but Walter Burley Griffin, like, that's the kind of name of a guy you don't want to meet in a dark alley. Yeah, if
1: you don't, <laughs> like, uh, kill a bear at the age of 10, then you just don't deserve the name, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. he's got
0: Burley in his name. Like, if you don't live up to the name Burley, then...
1: Like, Say it with
0: the chest. Say just, with the chest. <laughs> yeah, I just I just imagine him being this, like, completely ironic skinny fella.
1: Just, like, no, no meat on him at all. Just... Has like Bulls half fly. of his head dyed like a different color, yeah, He's just going yeah. through my emotions. it's like your middle name's Burly, damn it, <laughs> just live up to
0: your birthright um but yeah, so he he was known to uh socialize with these different occults, um and so that's where the conspiracy comes from is that a lot of the different things that he'd um done in the planning and a lot of the different buildings um they were sort of his way of you know like I said, paying homage to them. Just, you know, this is for you guys. This is for you guys. And all this oh, touch the mic. <laughs> um and he so he um built like he had the designs for so many different things. He had the unique uh the the unique um geometric designs um were what made people think it was like due to the occult because if you remember the, the Freemason Uh, Sort of like look, logo thing is a a weird sort of geometric. Um, it's almost what what are they called? They're like compasses and like a a book almost opening kind of thing. Um, uh, so that's yeah, they speculated that the city was filled with occult symbols like hidden in buildings and every and everywhere, sort of like some sort of uh Nicolas Cage movie you'd expect to be like Book of Secrets or something like
1: that. Um and um
0: that's actually
1: very interesting though hang on i want to touch on that one because if you were if you i mean secrets secret organizations they always exist i mean there's a freaking fro-yo down the street of where i live it's like a frozen yogurt shop and there's probably a secret society of just ice cream makers in there i mean you got to think Look on Instagram and see our hashtags. There are groups that are for hashtags, podcasters, uh, chili heads, ice cream people, or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. We're meant to group think. We're meant to do a lot of this, like be together in packs and roll. got to think. Some people want to keep their stuff secret. I know about the Seven Society, um, which is like a fraternity type thing, uh, such as with the um, Skull and Bone Society. Um, these all these things fraternities they have their frats but there's also secrets and you got to think if we have this giant thing consider the government a team why wouldn't we have any reason to believe that there wouldn't be a secret society inside of that i mean the illuminati i believe that's 100 percent probably real at one point i don't think it's what it is like we've been built up to think it is i think it's more about trying to make sure that bad information doesn't get leaked out um, because as people like i said we're freaking the first one to pull out a knife and start cutting somebody when we find out something we don't like you know what i mean it's, it's scary to us we don't we're get yeah. overwhelmed and we don't want to know how to act we don't want to go out into the world but we're so yeah. paying attention to covid right now that aliens didn't mean a damn thing to us yeah exactly but like
0: you're, you're taught from a young age to sort of like adapt and just join a clique. like you go to you go to school you know You're a freak, you're a geek, you're a jock, you're an emo, you're goth, whatever. You just, you sort of pick a a group and you stick with them. You get the few people that sort of like break the mold and just get out and do whatever they want. But for the majority, there is just, you know, groups that just huddle together. You see it, you know, at lunch, you know, your friends are sitting together, you know, during classes or whatever. All you want to do is spend time with your friends. And it's just, it's like that, but on a larger scale, it's, you know, Childhood and high school and everything doesn't end. It just gets bigger and more um, uh, commercialised yeah. as, as as life gets uh, gets on. But yeah, so um, the people that were saying that the the place that, that Canberra was built uh, to commemorate the occults, um, they were saying that Parliament House was representing the Illuminati's all-seeing eye. Like if you looked at it like a, a bird's eye view of it, um, it loosely resembles the all-seeing eye there's like a like the gardens around it sort of have this vague triangle shape and the actual parliament house is vaguely eye shaped that's so, why that's
1: you got to throw that at people if someone ever says that illuminati or secret societies aren't real i'm like have you seen our money it's not exactly normal like yeah, it's not like, just like this is a bear no it's a freaking pyramid with an eye in the top of it and it's floating and there's like a bunch of other weird stuff in the background
0: yeah exactly um but not a, it wasn't just Parliament house there was um like on the Capitol Hill there's also double rings um around like the base of it and that uh apparently is supposed to mark a consecrated temple um I'm not too sure exactly what that's about but it was one of the occults um you know sacred areas uh, where they could worship and do all their holy rituals and things um but of course you know with every conspiracy not everyone's, um, convinced, of, like that, there's truth behind it. There was a a man named Peter Proudfoot. Um, not making this up. That last name, Proudfoot, his real name. Uh, he went, yeah, it must be a eh? like. He's gone as far as to say that there was a secret plan um, of Canberra based on the cosmic canons um, of the ancients. So he was. It wasn't. The occults, it was just the um, yeah, it was some religious background, it wasn't a cult or anything like that. It wasn't the occults, it was just a religious, like cosmic canon thing of like the ancestors and stuff. Um, um, but someone who was very familiar with Walter, uh, Walter Burley, uh, Burley Griffin's work, named uh, James Warwick, he said that the background was actually given. That had may have given spiritual awareness, but um, the work wasn't consciously occult-related. It was just, you know, he liked the um, spirituality behind it. It wasn't worship this area. It wasn't, you know, consecrated ground. It was just the idea of it being a spiritual and holy place was great, and I guess you know he wanted it to be a um, a place where um, because I mean, if you think about like in America, you swear on the Bible, right, when you get um put into office or um you know whatever uh, religion you, you believe um i think obama swore on the Quran or something right Isn't it? Yeah. no what was it
1: it was a bible okay um yeah so sadly he... even if you have a different belief in america you still got to oh it is still the bible yeah 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 that, yeah, that you can be I, jewish and they're doesn't... gonna be like you're gonna yeah. pray in the bible i'm pretty sure they still that... worship the bible too that doesn't make sense. To well, that's the Torah. But that's the, the Torah. Yeah. yeah. Um, now but, what do you do if you're atheist? Do you still have to swear on the Bible? Cause then how are we going to believe you? You'd have to make that's you the, that's swear on like that's, something you love. Yeah.
0: Like it kind of makes sense to, um, it kind of makes sense with the Bible because um, when it all comes down to it, you believe in a God of some sort, but yeah, atheists sort of like, can I just swear on a coin? Cause I know that's going to,
1: well, like, <laughs> if you look at, conspiracy theories in America. I'll toss a few at you. Um a lot of them you would consider a conspiracy theory are failed government projects, failed government ideas, proposed things that they built up in secret and just never, you know, it the word never got out there. Um yeah. the government here is pretty open about what they're doing. They keep a lot of stuff secret for sure, but they do have a lot of their stuff that gets proven to be real. Um, the biggest one that is a problem that people always talk about not being real, for instance, uh, is summer listening? Yeah. Yeah. Hi summer. I
0: was
1: like, it's awkward. I'm just talking to him the whole time, but, uh, she's listening. Yeah. Everybody else that's listening to this recording, she's going to be on the next one. Um, yeah. But with MK ultra, for instance, that is one people don't believe in. There's a lot of people that don't believe in that. And I, say that's ridiculous because I've read all a lot of the firsthand accounts of the people that have been involved in it I've seen all the work I've done a bunch of research I don't know where you stand on MK MKUltra uh, but I've heard accounts from people like there was a doctor in Canada um, one of the main guys Henry something he would do these things that would try and train people to become sleeper agents I don't know if you know what sleeper agents are Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, like turning into like a autopilot zombie, you know, you don't know what you did, you know, secret service type stuff. Well, the most, a heldable account, I guess you could say for a type of thing like that is there was a pinup girl model during World War II. She was known as the sexy, badass, Nazi killing uh, person of World War II. And the reason why was her name was Candy Jones. That was her nickname. But she she was this 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 i mean this model and she was going on the radio and her husband that she i guess just recently married started noticing that there something would happen on their radio show like a certain click a certain audible thing and she would snap into this other personality this other person and then not yeah. remember when she snapped back this alternate personality that they called Arlene and then eventually had a hypnotist come onto their radio show and had her hypnotized and she remembered a bunch of stuff that she didn't, she couldn't believe that she did. There were videos yeah. of her breaking into places, doing government things, um, you know, being trained and people say like, there's no way we don't even have that technology right now. I'm like, yeah, we do though. We have it at a slower rate. It's nothing like back to the future. It's more yeah. like we, we play a certain number of audible clicks. I mean, there's audio books out there that'll help you go to sleep. Like yeah, for exactly. me, I never sleep. So it's like, I got to listen to the sound of the ocean or I got to do this. And the next thing you know, there's, I, there's this one audio tape I'll recommend to you. It's a beautiful beach. I live in a beach town. So it's like, what the fuck just go outside. So it's like, seriously, <laughs> but um, I'm listening to this audio tape and all you hear is like the crashing of the waves. And then they added a seagull and this seagull was like, Ah and then every 30 seconds is ah and then eventually I'm like I can't go to sleep because all I'm doing is thinking about killing that fucking bird. And it's (laughs) like, but that's what it is. Like now, like if I like um if I'm playing one of those things, I immediately wait for the seagull, but the seagull's not gonna show up. What happens is you listen to something so much it trains your brain the same way um they use electroconvulsive therapy to fix schizophrenia. Um, we don't have a cure for that yet, but when your brain starts to react in a certain way, chemicals start being produced, your brain, like they can be able to track it. So what they'll do is when that stuff starts to arise, they give you a shock. Eventually you're going to know, Hey, if this starts to happen, I get shocked. So then your brain starts to not do that anymore. That's the only cure that we have really found. And even then it's not a long-term one.
0: No. Yeah. I like, I'm kind of in the same boat with a diagnosed, um, I don't have like a sleeping disorder, like diagnosed or anything, but I do find it hard to get to sleep because I'm epileptic and my seizures tend to happen at night. And even though I haven't had a seizure in well over a year now, I finally got my learner license, which is great. Um, It's still like that, that like niggling feeling that if I go to sleep, you know, it's going to happen. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have had a seizure, you know, and the unfortunate side effects of things that happen with the seizure, I might have pissed the bed or something like that um so i did for a while listen to like for my for me uh, oceans did help but um it was thunderstorms like because i grew up in uh queensland australia which um during the wet seasons there's thunderstorms quite frequently so growing up i would have the window open and um i would fall asleep to the sound of like heavy rain and thunderstorms and that was what was you know my ambience and that helped um but then because i was listening to it on youtube and this was before um I even decided to get Spotify and start paying for it. Um, it was either um, an ad on YouTube or an ad on Spotify. And it would just like snap and it would be this really like lively, upbeat tune and it would just completely interrupt everything. And it would wake me up and then I'd be like, okay, well I've got to turn this off. And then I'd either be too tired um, to fall back to sleep. So I'd be overtired or I'd be um wide awake because it's just you know snapping up and i'm like i'd look at the clock and be like i've had an hour of sleep what do i do now
1: yeah i've had, so, I've had audio yeah. tapes before that try to help me sleep but none of it works i can get music uh, to get me in a certain mood but the only thing i've seen powerful that's ever made my body react to something besides like maybe like if you hit that twang of like a country song that'll bring some tears to your eye at like the right moment or something but yeah. like there's these things called binarial beats i don't know if you ever heard of them That but they're like soft little like beat noises, like you would hear in like dubstep or something. But there's none of that crazy like any of that stuff, it's just all like little bits of like like picker patters, like little pops. And um, there was one I looked up and it was for constipation, and I was like, (laughs) all right, let's see if this thing actually works, dude. After like a minute of listening to it, I yeah, I went, I went, I went hard. It went like, it was like, a, it really relieved constipation. I was like, that's amazing. Wow. And it's what it's doing is it's pushing these noises into your brain to make you forget about like the main thing for constipation is that your muscles are tensed up. It's the reason yeah. why it's not flowing. So it's like it was to get your mind off it. Because once you're constipated, all you're thinking about is, man, I really need to go, but I haven't gone and I can't go. And then next thing you know, it starts to turn into even more anxiety where your asshole just so shut. Like I'm not (laughs) opening up ever. But to get off the poop talk, go on to um, conspiracy theories, too. When I was talking about, um, you know, the Apollo moon mission that we all said we landed on the moon and, you know, this whole big day, this whole glorious thing. I say I don't know if I believe that because of the factor is you got to look at what was happening at the time. We were in a space race. We were literally trying to be the first people to land on the moon, and the Russians have already been into outer space first. So we were rushing as much as we possibly can, and by the time this was happening, we were also dealing with the war that was going on. So we didn't want to seem like – we were weak. We felt like we were losing at a lot of odds, so we decided to go up and try this thing. And when you're watching the videos, people are like, a flag can't ripple in space. Okay. But we definitely have landed on the moon, but I don't think we landed when we said we did. I think it was a giant propaganda act to let people know like we did it and bring morale and then maybe that would help us win the war that we were fighting.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's entirely possible. I'm not exactly sure where i stand on the moon landing myself um the idea that um like i know for, well i can't say for sure obviously i wasn't there but i know that um it's entirely possible that russia uh did get into space at least um and it is sort of like a, a comparison thing you know like you know just the whole like uh mine's bigger than yours kind of thing and that would make sense you know america's always like well Countries in general throughout history are always trying
1: to prove that they're better than the other one. You can say America. That's what what we're basically born and bred on. (laughs) I always love it. Like if I'm talking to someone from another country, they're always like afraid or like either they make something (laughs) about another country or they're like afraid to say something. I'm like, dude, just bring it up. It does not matter to me. I like where I live. It lets me do a lot of things. But at one point with Project A-119, we had an idea to launch nuclear weapons at the moon. So any place that has that fucking thought can get some shit from it. You know what I mean? Like there was just one guy that popped out of nowhere. It was like, guys, if we launch a nuke at the moon, we're probably never going to be allowed to go back up there. We're never going to get any research out of it. Why are we doing this? Well, we got to prove we're better than the Russians. Can we do that in a different way? Maybe we can (laughs) fake the space race. hmm?"
0: Yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, like, I, I like I said I don't know if it if it happened either but um because there was there's um you know it's in it is entirely possible that they that they um they faked it and I think it was, was it Stanley Kubrick that they said directed and everything the whole like filming
1: of them walking on the moon um it was Michael Bay man the guy that made the Transformers yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what they needed that production yeah. style good god
0: uh that would have been so believable. Just just see a transformer on the other side. He was filming, <laughs> da- he was filming dark side while he was doing the <laughs> and just cross over.
1: I want to know the guy that's making those sound effects. Like cause you know they do like the, the character animation things, it's just a dude behind the screen, like just tapping things oh, yeah. and making doing, things Doing folly and stuff. Just yeah. doing <laughs> in the background, like over and over again. It's like this guy though, man. That's exactly what a transformer would sound like. I'd rather deal with those aliens than the little green men because if they probe that much in the ass i want to know what information are you pulling out of my ass it's so damn important yeah
0: then again if the transformers are the one probing at least they have got a usb stick that they can just insert straight into you take the image out and then you can just plug it into your own computer and then (laughs) i don't
1: i didn't even think of the transformers being able to probe now i really don't want that to happen (laughs) Uh, what's that in my ass it's a bicycle handle oh that's not that's not fun that's, that's too much I mean, for
0: me you've got the little rc car that likes to hump uh, megan fox's leg so i mean it's entirely possible they're into probing too
1: it's funny because um like if we're going back to like uh you know especially conspiracies in america too not only with the space race as well or project day 119 a lot of the stuff um people look at you know mk ultra being fake or something You know, there was a lot of accounts of people that were going through these sleeper programs and doing these types of things and dealing with a lot of this, like you know, real trauma. They used to do um, body sensitivity um, overstimulation, which they used to stick that. There was a one account I read where a person stuck um, was like stuck in a coffin, basically, but it was more like a like a burial hole. Like there was nothing in there but a a thing of snakes. They just had snakes at the bottom of this hole. And they threw this person in there after giving him a drug where he could not move his body. This drug made him basically paralyzed for a temporary time being. So they put a blindfold on him. They put headphones on him. And they just tossed him right in this hole. And they just left him there and watched him study, seeing how he would try and react, or what maybe his brain processing was through. Or afterwards, he would be talking to someone about everything he was experiencing. These, you know, these. But we, we've been doing that for so long, trying to train people to be, you know, desensitized or do something um, with some type of form of stimulation. I mean, mind control is just a form of propaganda. You know, there's war yeah. movies out there that, as soon as you watch it, you immediately want to go sign up for the military. You know, we've been using yeah. radio frequencies and all these things to make you think the way we think. It's
0: yeah, it's scary. It's all about subliminal, uh, subliminal uh, messages and subliminal imaging. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I know for a while that I definitely wanted to join the army. That was more for a, I haven't got a job and I need money. But
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when it comes to like conspiracy theories, the stuff that you talk about, the stuff that you can include on your podcast, how do you come up with a lot of these stuff? Do you just Google like what's some conspiracy theories that people don't believe in? And you'll probably get like 80,000 results for JFK because that's like the one everybody wants to fucking know.
0: I I try to um, branch out my research. Um, (laughs) You wouldn't think it with the first couple episodes. There's a lot of Wikipedia articles that I uh, cite from. But... um, yeah like just before uh, CoVID shut us down and everything, um, I did go to the library and just looked for any kind of conspiracy book that I could find and I took out like 20 of them. And then the week that um, they started shutting down all the non-essential businesses and stuff, libraries included, uh, libraries started doing um, you could pick up at that door and they'd give it and they'd, uh, they'd give it to you at the door. Um, And they also um, doubled the amount of books you could take out. So I took out another 10 books. And then uh, so we've got like 30 books at home that I don't have to take back until I think July that I can just sift through. If I'm like bored or whatever, I can just read it. Or if I want to look for a specific topic for one of the uh, episodes that we've got coming up, um, then I can look at that. Like the episode that we've got coming out on Wednesday, which will be your Tuesday, um, Tuesday night for you um it's uh it's a, a a ghost story the one that I picked um well they're both ghost stories actually the stories that we've picked uh, both Australian and I found it at the it was literally the first story I picked up in a, a book all about a ghost, Australian ghost stories so I tend to try um, and read because um, books are a lot easier to um, sort of like pinpoint um and once I found information from one book, if I want to like double check the, like, their sources and stuff, I'll go on the internet and try and find it. And it'll be easier once I, uh, once I Google it um, to Google specific key phrases and stuff when I know exactly what I'm looking for. Because if I was to Google Broswell, I'd get like thousands upon thousands of, um, you know, like I'd get things from Vice or um, other things that just aren't related at all. And it would be like this tiny little article that some um, lesser-known um, publicist or whatever has just written and put online to try and, um, you know, get their name out on the internet. Which you know,
1: free publicity, baby. There ain't no exactly. Bad publicity. Yeah. That's a quote from my man Trump. Yeah. <laughs> when I say man, I sense. mean he's literally a man or some type of alien creature. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah. The skin difference. The the dog on his head. Is he, man? Yeah. seems like there's a lot of questionable acts, but every time he says, you know, my work is fantastic. My work is fantastic. I'm like, if you say fantastic or say tremendous one more time, there's going to be a problem. Uh, Yeah. It's just...
0: and space force man like (laughs) cutting funding on essential stuff to create space force like
1: he wants to know if aliens are real he's trying to help you out man he's trying to make sure that we can go to outer space in these badass latex suits that can cut diamonds with your ass Uh, i don't need to see that i need hey man apparently if you drink (laughs) bleach it helps with covid so
0: yeah, yeah, Don't forget to inject the uh, inject <laughs> the antibacterial stuff in here. Here's to
1: let everybody know how smart America is. There were seven people that did that. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, lysol. Wow. They injected it into them, or they sprayed it, or like I guess I don't know into a bottle or something, and then tried to drink it, or with Windex too. I'm like, are you just a? We were warned about this when yeah, we were growing up. It's like Tide Pods. Yeah, I did see this um, this uh, it was a meme. It was like you know.
0: Uh, why is everyone trying to tell people to to not do this? Um, just let natural selection or let Darwinism sort it, uh, sort the earth out, or something.
1: Look, I'm not an and- idiot, but if you tell me not to do something, I'm gonna do it. So yeah. if you tell me not to inject myself with, like, hey, don't do that heroin. What? Tell me what to do.
0: I'm gonna try yeah. this heroin. It's like, okay, it's more of, it's more of a spite thing than you know. You know it's wrong, but you're gonna do it anyway just to piss someone off.
1: Don't tell me how to live my life, and the next thing you know, you're in the ambulance. <laughs> Worth <Yeah>. it. Worth it. <laughs> exactly. Now, when it comes to your podcast, though, what made you want to start it up, and what made you want to really focus on um, these types of subjects with your co-host as well?
0: Well, um, I can't speak for Summer, but um, for me, I was honestly just trolling through Spotify, and I came up with a. I came across a uh, podcast, um, Alien Theorists Theorizing. They're a, a group of Canadians and one American, I think. Um, Wait, you said you can't speak for Summer? I, can't,
1: I don't know why she wanted to start it, but... Um, Summer, why'd you want to start? <laughs> I love theorizing. love theorizing. There you go. <laughs> Thank God she was still there. I was about to be like, imagine that's when she decides <laughs> to go to the bathroom and leave me hanging. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Nah. Uh, she's trapped. The door's on on my left. <laughs> she's on my right. So, but yeah, I, um, I came across them and I, I just loved their sort of, um, like the, uh, original few episodes was just them having a few drinks and just talking and shooting the shit and, uh, just, you know, talking about, you know, what's out there, like what's in the stars kind of thing. And that was kind of what got me hooked on podcasts in, in the beginning. Um, and then I was like, you know, I'd love to do a podcast. I was speaking with someone about it. I was like, I'd love to do a podcast. Um, I'd love to just get recording equipment um, anyway, because um, I'm a writer myself. I like to write. Uh, I'm currently in between like three or four different stories, uh, writing a children's book, uh, a few young adult novels, and they're all sort of like sci-fi and
1: um, conspiracy kind of based. Um space brat dude you gotta look that one up yeah that was a very good space like alien book i used to read like um there's an outcast little alien um brat or i forgot what his freaking name was something stupid and uh i mean who am i talking about somebody having a stupid name really okay (laughs) but um it was such a interesting book because like it was just like all these kids would make fun of this um alien dude and then you know he ended up being one of the one that like saved everybody so it was pretty cool space brat yeah yeah it's like but ugly the- martians but better <laughs> cool
0: yeah so i i wanted something that i could um once i finish my stories i wanted to be able to do my own audiobooks and uh that along with uh the podcast i figured um if i was going to do a podcast instead of um having to have other people's ads coming through them. If I wanted to make revenue off them, I could do my own ads um, and sort of plug my own things. So I could plug the stories, uh, the the, um, the finished products when they finally come out, um, plug all the different things like the merchandising and things like that. Um, and yeah, we were just literally one day we were walking through Costco and I noticed that they had a um, the headset and microphone that I'm using now um it was a two just like it was just a little mini podcasting set uh for i think like 150 bucks and just i was just like we need to get this we got it and then a few weeks later we got the second one and then we're like okay we're doing this and then um this was back in september last year and it's taken us i don't know math isn't my strongest suit but it's taken us a while uh to finally launch but we've done like so much behind the scenes and it was just it was something that i wanted to do it was it wasn't it wasn't much thought put into it in the beginning but as we went along i was just like yeah we need to do this it's something that i'm like kind of it's it's something i've never i've never really put much effort into a lot of things but this is something that i've as as we started doing it i was like it was just like my passion for it was growing and growing and growing and i was like i can't stop
1: doing this i need to do it so well, it's, you're finally, it's like watching a baby grow. I mean, you know, from yeah, having kids exactly. like watching something you create, start to move and start to get like, when you get a listener, there's no better yeah. feeling than that feeling like you're feeling exactly. like being hurt a little bit. And that's yeah. a good way too. Cause I mean, doing it with someone that you like, you enjoy actually talking to, you know, you care yeah. about most couples want to watch walking dead or, you know, game yeah. of Thrones. You're like, no, fuck it. We're going to do a podcast on conspiracy theories. Like that's yeah. amazing.
0: And I mean, the stuff that we watch uh, sort of helps anyway. Like we watch um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, um, which is a pretty good uh, YouTube channel. Um, and we, you know, we watch uh, X-Files, things like that. The stuff that we watch is sort of based around the, the uh, common interests that we have. And because it was a common interest, that was sort of what we settled on. Um, you know, like if we're going to be talking Into a microphone for an hour. We want it to be something that we can actually continue a conversation about. That's not going to bore us or the listener. Um, and so yeah, we we settled on conspiracies and things in that sort of broad category. Uh, and that's just how it came to be. So,
1: I mean, that's amazing, man. And I'm excited to talk to the co-host Summer. I've heard her voice, but I have not seen the face yet. So, (laughs) um, this is going to be interesting. But yeah, I love it, Campfire Conspiracies. Um, if you want, man. I really appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast, but please plug your show, man. Seriously, I want to get the word out there, too, because I mean, everyone can enjoy conspiracy theories, like even if because a lot of them, I mean, don't go Eddie Bravo with it, you know, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> everyone yells at Alex Jones for being a conspiracy theorist. But I watched a Joe Rogan where they talked for three hours. If you pause it every five minutes when Alex Jones is talking, look up everything he's saying. It's all real. Our whole yeah. space program was basically Nazi invention. I mean, the little, uh, that white space shuttle, that's made by Warner Von Braun, leader of the freaking uh, Nazi space program. So, I mean, you got to think about that.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of, because after uh, World War II ended, a lot of the um, the uh, Nazi scientists were, I guess, captured and- Split up, Operation and, Paperclip. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, and they were, they were brought to America. And, um, you know, their uh, bad- uh, well, their evil skills, I guess, were put to good use, and yeah. uh, yeah, it was just made much better. So, well, it was used for good, I guess, if you can say sp- the space, uh, exploration it was made to get Neil
1: it. Armstrong to the moon, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, jury's still out on that one, but yeah, We'll plug your show, man.
0: Yeah, okay, so uh, we are Campfire Conspiracies Podcast um on well, that's our email address uh, it's just campfire conspiracies if you want to look it up um just a homegrown show from australia um me and my my partner summer we upload every wednesday every other wednesday um at like six o'clock in the morning so it's up for americans and everyone else on the northern hemisphere in the afternoon evening depending on where you are um it's just a uh, two people that um love talking about cryptids and and, and and conspiracy theories and we love the idea of you know doing it around a campfire and one of these days we'll actually do it around a campfire for now it's just in our spare bedroom in front of the in front of the computer with two microphones but yeah uh it's a it's still you know young it's still a, a little baby that we're nurturing but it's you know there's no stopping it um but we've got um you know we've got twitter we've got instagram we've got uh, facebook page um and like i said i'm starting to do merch now uh, which all of it is based on something to do with each episode that we upload for the um for the competitions so i've actually uploaded one of the designs is a uh a plague mask so one of the old plague doctors from um the yeah uh, the
1: bubonic plague the, back Bubon, in the yeah,
0: day yeah and it's sort of like a neo-traditional tattoo design in like a diamond shape with his head, with his beak sticking out of the, the diamond, with uh, a rose and a, a wormwood flower sort of like ringing around the bottom part of the the diamond because they used to put flowers in the beaks so they could get rid of the smell of the dying and infected. Um, but yeah, so our um, social medias, our Instagram is just at uh, Campfire Conspiracy. Um, our Twitter is at Camp Conspiracy and our Facebook page is uh, Campfire Conspiracies podcast.
1: Well, I'll make sure I'll link everything in the description as well, too, to make sure everybody can find your awesome content, too. Um...